You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this. Welcome to Interform Podcast. It's me, Ro on the radio. I, I'm going to give y'all a disclaimer. There is severe construction going on outside. I'm actually looking at like the construction tool. I don't know even know what that is. But so if you hear the noises, we are we are quite aware they are making Springdale a better place. <laughs> so this episode, I've got my guy, Rich Gathright, the man himself. So for people who don't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself to the peoples? Thanks, Ro. Nice to be here with you as always. Um, my name is Richard Gathright, and I am the director of Northwest Arkansas Pride with NWA Equality. That's a big deal. It is. Okay, when did NWA Equality start? So the center was opened in 2006, and, and we achieved our, our uh, charitable status in 2007. Okay, that's so a b- long time. Been around time. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why? who started it, and why did it start? Um, it was started to help, uh, which our mission is, is to provide uh, programs, education, and advocacy to serve the LGBTQ community in Northwest Arkansas, particularly in Washington and Benton counties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, we've come a long way, and we and we still have such a, a long way to go, as as we can see what's happening going, you know, on in this country and yeah. In the state and, you know. It seems like we get to a certain place and then we get kicked, you know, several steps backwards. So it seems like it's a, it's definitely an an uphill battle. So since, since NWA Equality was started, what changes have you noticed and both in the organization and in the Northwest Arkansas community in general, both good and bad? Well, two good things um, are the two employees that we have, Joseph Porter and, and Steve Harrelson. Steve is our, our uh, part-time employee, and Joseph's our full-time. We had uh, two full-time, but uh, Megan Tulloch, who is our, our uh, program and advocacy director, is is taking a position with her husband and opportunity to acquire a company. And, oh, and, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so. Megan's doing big things. <laughs> so while she is still with us in a volunteer capacity, she's she's not with us anymore uh, in the official title capacity. Right. Um, so changes in, there's been some changes in There staff. have been. There have been changes in staff. And one of the biggest things I've noticed is how large Pride has gotten since I took over right. in 2018. Um, Hannah Withers had asked me to help her out on pride that year and the year before there were like 6,500 people that showed up, you know, for the parade and up to the town center. And then we moved everything down to Dixon street. And that year we had 15,000 show up. And last year, 2022, we had over 30,000 people show up for the parade in the rain, in the rain, in the heat, (laughs) all of it. (laughs) I remember that people were dancing in the rain and it was a beautiful sight. It was, it was. was And you know what? It, it, probably is going to rain at least just a little bit every year. How it do al- you know? It always, it, most of the time, that's what usually happens. You know, it's that time in June where, you know, we always just get one of those stray, sometimes very large, Downpours. you know, five-minute thunderstorms that, you know, blows through. Um, it just seems, it, which is great because it does cool everybody off after you've been out there sweating all day. That's true. I was worried about the equipment last time. I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I definitely was feeling for Adam Putman and, <laughs> and, and his crew uh, uh, working all of our production for sure. Like trying to cover everything up. But mm-hmm. it, either way, it worked out and yeah. it was 
you like ginormous. It was, yeah. We do it rain or shine, unless there's some sort of you know lightning tornado situation going on. We're we're gonna march down Dixon Street that day. I love it. I love it. So for those who aren't familiar with how Pride itself started, talk a little bit about the movement and why it's important. So Pride started as a protest um, late 60s and has progressed, you know, throughout the years as not just a protest, but has now kind of turned into the the yearly party to celebrate um, the LGBTQ community. Right. Um, which is super important, especially right now as, you know, we're trying to make gains and we are in, in some ways. But, okay. But I think the, unfortunately, especially in Arkansas, the... Uh, the regressive policies that are being adopted by uh, politicians in Little Rock are, are, you know, I know people that are moving out of the state because they're scared really? for themselves. They're and scared their for their trans children. Yes. Um, they're scared about health care. Um, so many um, things are, you know, encouraging them to move to other states that are more, you know, welcoming states that, you know, aren't trying to ban abortion mm. or trans health care. Uh, or drag for that matter. Which is, that is something else. It really is. We were just, we were talking about this off camera. It probably is on camera, knowing James. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I talked about this. My son actually asked me about it and he was just kind of like, why can't you just let people be who they are? Why is it such a, a big deal? Why can't people simply disagree without making laws against someone's life right and, and he I doesn't understand and i don't really know how to explain it to him as a mom um i think it has a lot to just do with power mm. over marginalized communities that you know they have especially for the lgbtq community put out this narrative that is not true that you know we're basically all dangerous. sexual deviants and dangerous and you know going to harm your children which is just absolutely absurd. not true it's so absurd it it makes no sense to me with except just thinking about that they are trying to acquire power over everybody and they don't seek to understand no i don't know if it's cuz some people explain it as it's fear right mm -hmm. people fear what they don't understand and I'm not sure if it's fear or if it's just hate, but is hate grounded in fear? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you have, you know, folks in Little Rock who are not doctors, who are not specialists in these fields, especially when it comes to trans healthcare, making decisions right. for parents. Uh, yeah, when they don't, you know, they don't want to wear a mask or, you know, have a book in a library. But they but, did their own but, research. Right, but, you know, they've all become, you know, doctors overnight and and know what they're talking about which is just absolutely crazy exactly i i'll just say this and i gotta move on to the next question because it gets me fired mm. up rich i i really feel like it's it's kind of putting a because people are there are groups enacted in northwest arkansas that are trying to make northwest arkansas more inclusive and i find that absolutely hilarious because it's like well you can start by actually being inclusive like you can't if there's so much um stock placed into looking mm -hmm. inclusive and and looking welcome instead of actually being welcome there's a difference between being inclusive and being welcome and appearing to be inclusive and appear to be welcoming it's it's very strange to me how 
certain groups feel like that's going to actually work. Everybody wants to be an ally when it's easy. There it is. Not when it's hard and you need to take a position to stand with the community that you claim you care about. Mm, Say that then, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) So what, and we were just talking about this, but what does the new legislation mean for both NWA quality and pride? Um, It's a massive amount of headaches for us on so many levels. Um, Pride, we are pretty lucky that the drag bill got gutted more or less. Yes, it was signed into law, but all of the language um, that had to deal with with drag and, you know, it being inappropriate to minors uh, was pulled out. Okay. Uh, There were some influential people in Little Rock that helped and and people from up here that Mm -hmm. drove and testified. Um, Same with the trans bathroom bill. That was... watered down more or less okay um but you know some other horrible ones have passed i mean just there's a whole slew of them i mm-hmm. I, I just it, it just blows my mind that this is what we're sitting around thinking about doing in arkansas instead of things that that absolutely matter like homelessness poverty food insecurity housing health care housing so many problems i mean you know once the the covid uh declaration goes away so many people that have got on Medicaid because of the pandemic, they're going to lose it. Mm. And states like Arkansas are going to make sure that you lose it. It's just, I I really just don't get it. I don't, where do you think the attack is rooted? Not, I mean, we're talking about fear. We're talking about people not understanding. My thing is how do you completely blind yourself to what is actually important like the, the, because everyone likes to tote the facts right they like to tote um, percentages and be like well these are the facts and this is this how do you ignore the facts that there are more pressing issues in northwest arkansas than drag shows um i think it's because of the notion since probably 2016 or 17 that there are alternative facts and alternative facts, you know, the, that they like to peddle. And it's like, well, no, we're not going to believe the American Medical Society, but we're going to believe the Family Research Council instead. Or we're going to believe this this pastor over here that, you know, has done his research, you know, with with one quack doctor that, you know, doesn't believe in trans health care, but they actually have not talked to doctors that specialize in that field. I just, it, it blows my mind. So it's not about facts. It's about what they can find it's, to it's support push, their narrative. Correct. Pushing their narrative. And a lot of times they're they're hiding behind religion and using religion as a basis of discrimination towards so many groups that they don't understand or agree with. Interesting. Interesting how that, how that Isn't works. It? I swear. <laughs> uh, so Despite the recent legislation, do you think that Northwest Arkansas is more or less supportive of the LGBTQIA plus community? I would say overall more. Okay. I would say overall, I think, you know, especially, you know, Fayetteville, you know, Fayetteville does a really good job, I think, um, supporting our community. We have a wonderful relationship with the city, the police department, the fire department to put on pride. Uh, the bear, uh, the city council members are all behind us uh, and, and want us, you know, there and to support us and march with us and cheer with us, um, and do all the fun things. Um, I'd say that there are probably a few other cities in the area that would be not as supportive. Interesting. Um, You know, it just, it, it, 
it is what it is. And I mean, once you kind of get outside, you know, into rural Washington County, you know, your support and Benton County, your support kind of gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I just think it's because of a lack of education. Like, okay. A lot of these folks may not know a gay person or, or a trans person. Um, but I feel like they know and they just they ignore know, it. Or they either don't yeah. accept it or, it. you know, they've got their blinders on and pretend it doesn't exist. Um, and if, But then they don't make an effort to actually, you know, learn. learn and try to get to know them, you know, because that's the only way you're going to learn. I feel like there's a lot of cognitive dissonance involved that I feel like people are more interested in supporting what they are already think than learning anything new it's easier to just keep doing what you're doing than it is to learn something new and change yeah it's definitely a lot easier to just carry on and not admit that you were wrong a exactly. lot of people can't handle admitting when they're wrong like you mean accountability mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that, that little word that's a bad <laughs> word that should, go, that should go with the rest of them what one of the things that i found out recently with uh there was like this there was an issue with like black owned nwa and then people were reaching out to me like and this person wanted me to educate them so do you do you feel like there is a labor involved in having to educate people because my thing is this you can find out anything you want to find out if you want to find it out and when you're laboring someone like laboring somebody black or laboring somebody from the LGBTQIA plus community to to educate you, I feel like that's not really their job. But at the same time, if we leave it up to you to to leave it up to that person who is screaming for you to educate them, then they're never going to educate themselves. So how do you find that that balance? Do you feel obligated to educate people? Sometimes, yes, especially when they're just flat out wrong. Right. Um, and then a lot of other times, you know, I don't trust these folks to, some of them, to go out and get the correct information. That's it. So, That's you know, it. a lot of it is is pointing them in the right direction, maybe not directly educating them, but but pointing to resources that, that they can go to and hopefully get the knowledge that, that they need in order to understand better okay i like that because it's it seems like it's less laboring than all right mm-hmm. let me but carve sometimes time you out of my schedule out, so. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like do you but but sometimes i want to ask do you really want to change or do you want evidence to prove why you should stay the same right i don't i don't know if it's going to be worth my time so i feel like maybe that is is where some people are. But I, I like your answer as far as just point them in the right direction. You don't have to take two hours out of your schedule. Right. Just point them in the right direction to where they can find the information that they need and do it on their own. And I think you can kind of also determine like by some of the questions that they ask you, if they're actually genuine okay. or if they're just, you know, being, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're being an, mm-hmm. an eggplant. All right. Right. Yep. <laughs> Or just condescending just to, you know. Just for, yeah, so tell me about this. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, yeah, I definitely, I definitely know that um, tone. Pride, we just talked about this too. Pride seems to get bigger and bigger every year. What can people expect from Pride this year? So this year we're going to kick off on Friday, June 2nd, uh, down at Nomads West End, Wake and Bake. Okay. uh, On West Avenue. We're going to have our happy hour, uh, 
usually we'd have it later in June, but we like to kick off Pride with that. So mm-hmm. that'll be that night, I think, from 530 to 830. Okay. Uh, we're working on some other events right now to fill up the gaps in between, like the two or three weeks in between Pride. And then the main events are, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. We have another event that I just thought about. Oh. Uh, on June 4th, we are going to be doing a family uh, picnic slash pool party at Wilson Park. Uh, we've rented the pool. Uh, we'll have DJ. We'll have food, drinks. Should be a whole lot of fun, a lot you of activities. Food. Yep, same, me too. <laughs> um, and then uh, on June 23rd, June 23rd, we will be bringing back Trans March. Uh, that will be on block uh, up to the square. Uh, and then we're going to have a little festival afterwards that's geared towards the trans community with some speakers and some vendors and some music and hopefully a really good time, some food trucks as well. And then the main day is is June 24th. The festival will kick off at 11, and the parade will begin at 5 p.m. Uh, again this year. And then that night at George's is Glitterville. We're bringing in uh, RuPaul Queen Diabetti, who is from Shut one of our neighbors up. from Springfield, Missouri. Uh-huh. So she'll be coming down and partying with the Dixon Street Divas for, for that night. And then we're going to bring back the pool party this year. Awesome. Uh, that will be up at Mount Sequoia. We're going to be partnering with Byte NWA to do a fun little brunch experience up there. Uh, we should have uh, music as well and a lot of other fun surprises in store for you all this year. This sounds really amazing. I will say Glitterville was sold out. It was. Last time so if buy your tickets early folks yes if you are considering <laughs> or you think you may want to don't even think about it just do it because you're gonna have severe FOMO because I think y'all sold out pretty quickly very quickly especially so, the, the VIP sections they they were sold out super quick because we just don't have a lot of uh, capacity right for those, and it's so. not gonna get not necessarily any better but it's like it's not gonna be easier to get a ticket no this year than no. it was last no. year yeah George's is the same building as it was <laughs> last year the year before that the year before that the year before that so <laughs> so get, get your tickets early so I want to talk a little bit about rainbow washing now for some people who aren't familiar with rainbow washing it's when companies right right around pride month they all of a sudden support the lgbtqia plus community and it's like "Hmm, do they it's very gimmicky it's it's they use rainbow colors to claim that they support the community when they really don't my question for you rich is how can people be sure that they are supporting the right organizations that the money actually goes to the community besides Google. I mean, I know I can Google and be like, are they all really legit? But there are some, what are some ways that people can keep from getting? Um, Look at who's sponsoring pride events. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty good indication of, you know, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Okay. Like for this Walmart is back as a a presenting sponsor. And Mm -hmm. so is the Tyson family foundation. Okay. Um, They're, 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 doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is researching. I mean, I love what's happening with Bud Light right now. It's just it's oh my gosh. cracking me up Kid that they're Rock flipping out over Dylan Mulvaney. I, mean. I would just say Kid Rock did the most. And that, yeah. yikes. But that shows that, you know, Anheuser-Busch has, has been a sponsor of Prides for a long time. Same, I hate to break it to him, but same as Molson Coors, who owns Coors Light and Miller Light. So, so, and if you look at all the other brands that they owned, I mean, they're screwed. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so look at who is sponsoring because look at who is sponsoring they're Prides putting the most money. Uh, and they're, they're putting uh, their resources back into their DEI initiatives within their company and also without, outside of their company. Okay, 
Um, but you know, there, there are brands that are just, they're going to, you know, make a rainbow shirt that's for sale on, on June 1st and, you know, June 30th, that, that logo on their Instagram and their, uh, and you'll never see it again. <laughs> nope. Not one bit. Interesting. Not one bit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So look at who's sponsoring. They're actually putting their money where their mouth is. All right. What do you want to tell people about pride and or NWA equality that they may not otherwise know? Hmm. Let's see. What about Pride? Oh, I don't know if we mentioned this. Next year is the 20th anniversary of the parade. Really? So yeah, of the parade in Northwest Arkansas. Yes. So Shut 20 years next year that will it will be having going down Dixon Street. Wow. So um, we're really hoping that the ramble is done. The new park where the Walton Art Center parking lot is oh, in downtown okay. Fayetteville. Okay. Really hoping that's done for the 20th anniversary. So uh-huh. uh, that that's that's something that a lot of people probably don't know that this I has been happening for almost 20 years. This will be the 19th annual Pride Parade this year. Wow. And so NWA Quality celebrates its... So you said 2006? Yeah, so we'll be 2026. 26 uh, yeah. is the so 20th. So the, the parade and NWA Quality used to be separate okay, uh, organizations. Gotcha. And then they everything merged around 2016, give or take, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, under one umbrella. Nice. Well, where can people... If people want to get involved with... NWA equality or maybe volunteer or do you have any positions open? Where can they go to find more information? All that info is either at nwaequality.org and okay. then anything pride related. Uh, we're still working on the pages right now, but nwapride.org will have all the ticket links when those are up, which I'm hoping is going to be around May 1st, all the registration information for parade and vendors, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually all the schedules and, and everything else glorious that we have to do for pride. So Awesome. Well, Rich, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to come on the podcast. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, anything for you. I <laughs> always make time for you, Ro. I appreciate you. That was Interform Podcast. I'm Ro on the radio. Make sure you follow Interform on Instagram. It's interform.art or on Facebook. It's Interform Fashion. You can also go to our website. It's interform.art. Thank you so much, Rich. Thanks, Ro. You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this.